If I told you there was a 4% chance of rain, would you leave the house in a raincoat, boots, and grab an umbrella? Of course you wouldn't. You wouldn't let a 4% chance of rain ever even enter your mind. Or would you? Studies show that only 4% of what we worry about actually happens. Just 4%. And yet we're up all night worrying about all of those what-ifs. All that for a 4% chance of anything actually happening. There is a whole 96% of life we're missing when we're focused on the 4%. It's not that you're a warrior. It's that the 96% feels more uncomfortable somehow. The 96% where things are going well. Possibilities are endless. There are two worlds. One where you're living comfortably in your fear and limitations and victimhood. And another world where you're living in your divine freedom and possibility. And whatever you focus on, you get more of. I want to know where you're spending most of your days. Are you in the 4% or the 96%? Take my limiting beliefs quiz. Find out what's really blocking you. Grab the link in my bio. Women aren't born warriors. We become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week, I'm interviewing women who, through tragedy and triumph, are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Hello, warriors. One thing I have become really good at is boundaries. Boundaries are how we tell people how much we love ourselves. They show other people how we expect to be treated. My guest today is taking it even further. She is asking us to be intentionally selfish. Being selfish has always had a negative connotation, especially for women who have been raised to be good girls by putting everyone else's needs above our own. We are redefining selfishness today as a way to have expansive boundaries and better life, work, and love balance. This is an incredible conversation, so make sure you share it with everyone you love. If you haven't written us a five-star written review, we would be so grateful. That brings us up in the rankings so more warrior women can find us. All right, let's get into it. But first, are you using your voice in your business? Having a podcast is the fastest way to become a thought leader in your space. It not only builds your confidence, but it builds a reputation for you as an expert in your field. Many women have told me they don't have time to go through my eight-week podcast launch. Well, introducing the White Glove Podcasting VIP Experience. We will get your podcast up and launched in one week. This includes creating, naming, marketing your podcast, getting comfortable with recording, finding your unique voice, and launching with confidence. This is a luxury experience where you'll be guided by me personally through the process. If you've been thinking of launching a podcast and you're looking for a sign, this is it. Use the link in the show notes to schedule a call to learn more. Podcasting has changed my life and 10X'd my business. Let's leap into your next level together. Okay, Warriors, welcome to the show, Nikita Ren-Fickpin. She is on a mission to build stronger families that leave, L-E-A-V-E, 
a new multi-generational imprint witnessed from the ripples of love, empathy, adventure, victory, and edification they create from their wholeness. Nikita is the number one balance and relationship advisor to the world, activating power couples and potent humans who are ready to recalibrate and own their right to be intentionally selfish, to amplify relationship intimacy as they grow to live in the space of and fully. Formally trained, licensed clinical social worker Nikita architected her core professional skill set as a psychotherapist, trauma specialist, sexology and relationship expert with strategically infused tenets of metaphysics and coaching to set a new bar, creating ripples inside of the personal development industry. Utilizing her distinct, experiential, intuitive and highly energetic style, Nikita is the host of the Balance Boldly podcast and international best-selling author of the book Selfish. Permission to pause, live, love, and laugh your way to joy. A highly sought after transformative empowerment speaker and CEO of Fig Pro Balance and Relationship Management Institute, this brilliant beauty has revolutionized how to heal traumas while balancing work, life, and love. Welcome to the show, Nikita. Oh my goodness, Liz. Thank you. Thank you for honoring me with this space, with this time, with your energy. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, I am so excited to have you. We do not know each other. You kind of came through. I told you, it's not often that I get a pitch that I answer because I really mostly know a lot of women that I want to interview. But here you come, new to my world. So I am so excited to interview you today and to hear all your goodness. Uh, And so let's roll in. Nikita, women are natural born nurturers. Everybody knows that. And sometimes, Nikita, we give everything away. Mm -hmm. And we put everyone in front of us until we are ready to just collapse. You believe the strongest relationships are led by those bold enough to be intentionally selfish. Let's talk about that. Yes. How much time we got? (laughs) (laughs) It's so important on so many levels. So a little context for everyone who is in their head right now, listening to this or watching this and thinking like, oh, selfish. I'm not selfish. I can't be selfish. Self-care isn't selfish. I'm not a selfish person. If your self-care isn't selfish, you're doing it wrong. It should be selfish. It should be about you filling yourself up so you have everything you need to overflow into every single person that touches your energy, righteously connected to you. Because there are a lot of energy zappers or vampires, whatever language you want to use. We all know, especially as females, that there are people who are sucking from you without your permission. And we got to close that up. That takes a moment of pause and and looking at your vessel, your being, yourself, your world, your calendar, and saying, wait a minute, who's on here who hasn't earned access to me? Who's blowing up my phone, my text messages, slipping in my DMs, whatever way that people are pulling from you. And I'm talking about family too, not just, you know, strangers and clients and potentials, but there's a lot of people who feel like they have divine access to you. I was trying to think of a nice clean That's word. Such a beautiful way to put it. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. But they think they they have this because they've known you for so long or because they cheerleaded you at some point along your journey, which of course you are thankful for any authentic support that has come your way. 
But most of us have learned a lot of people just wanted to be seen as cheering you on or fanning you or loving on you. So you would remember that when they pulled your coat and say, hey, wait a minute. What about me? Why won't you spend two hours on the phone with me talking about this same relationship I've been complaining about for 10 years and you've been giving me advice on, but I still have not changed the way that I'm being in it. They feel that they have this right to your time and your energy that they haven't earned with active reciprocity. So being selfish, intentionally so, allows you to give yourself, which is my definition of it, a personal intimate gift to create your joy your way. Because only you can do it. Only you can really create the life that you want. Yes, there are other people who are involved. If you are in relationship or partnership, if you have children, if you have elder care responsibilities, of course, there are other things that you have to consider. But ultimately, you still get to create that space you have control over. And often, it's for mamas, for women, it's when you're in the bathroom alone. That's the only time that you might, and I capitalize the M in that, get a little privacy because my youngest is 22 and still thinks that I shouldn't have privacy because my husband and I decided to be fresh 22 years ago and give birth to her. She says all the time, (laughs) you lost your right to privacy the minute you decided to have kids. And we remind her with our loving, expansive boundaries how wrong that is. And sometimes that's what we have to do. Oh my gosh, yes. If I stop the podcast now, (laughs) I've never done this before, and I'm just going to say it right now. If I stop the podcast now, you guys have already heard so much gold; it's ridiculous. I I just want to, I just want to really, just really right size anybody who just maybe was tuning out for a second, or is on a walk and heard a bird, or is in their car and just like looked for a text message. I'm just letting you rewind the first five seconds of this podcast and just or five minutes and just go back because you just got about twenty bars of gold literally dropped from the sky into your lap. Everything between divine access to people need to be an act of reciprocity and that it needs to be joy your way. Those 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 are three just solid gold moments that you've already given to us. So I thank you for those gifts. And I just want to say I love this because part of my my work as a coach is always, you know, working with people on boundaries. Mm. And that boundaries are telling another person how much you love yourself. Yes. When you have a boundary and that there's a whole lot of people, Nikita, like you just acknowledged that are, as I like to say, in your underwear drawer. Like, why are you letting these people in your underwear drawer? Think about who you want in your underwear drawer. Basically nobody almost. So think about that. Like when people are, it feels like that sometimes when you're letting somebody way, have this divine access to you, you feel disgusting because you, in essence, they're in your underwear drawer. They are literally rooting around in there and you almost are like, how did this person get in here? Like, and so that does take some reestablishing because it's not just about setting a boundary. Yes. It's about continually reminding somebody there is a boundary here. This is not okay for me because some people are super messy. Mm -hmm. I love the analogy of when they make chocolate, you know, they, they put it on a table and I don't know if everyone's ever seen this, but it's fascinating. When they make chocolate, they throw it on a marble table and it starts falling off the sides and they just keep putting it back on, putting it back on and kind of shaping it into things. And when you think about that, that's how people are. Some people with their boundaries, they're just that you've set the boundary and then they just start rolling off the table, going back into your underwear drawer and you need to actually remind them and reset it again. And that may take a bunch of times. So people, it's not a one and done always, right? Even if you're very strong and you finally get the courage to do the boundary, it doesn't mean it's going to stick. 
So yes. don't feel bad if you have to remind. It's it's a habit. You know, the, the very people who are going to have problems with your boundaries are the very people who were really benefiting from you not having them. Mm, mm, mm. Preach Mike, to us both. So I just wanted to kind of go into the boundary talk with you for a minute because yeah. I feel like some of what you're saying, it's not the whole thing of what you're saying, but some of it, I mean, some of it is just loving yourself enough to be like, you do not have access to me at the end. But there's a boundary component, right? Like, can you speak to that? Yeah, it's a huge component. So honestly, just backing up a, a few paces for anyone who heard just my title, Balance and Relationship Advisor, you would get the pullback of like, there's no such thing as balance, which I say is semantics, right? Because if I fell out of this chair right now, and I wouldn't say I fell out of harmony, I would say I fell, <laughs> you right? I lost my balance. I would. Right? <laughs> You're like, Nikita, you fell out of harmony with your butt in the seat, right? <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. sometimes it's really semantics based on the way you define it. And so for me, because I'm a nerd unapologetically, balance is a formula. It's T like Tom over B like boy. The T is admitting the truth of what you really want. Your needs should be understood. We need shelter, we need safety, we need security. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Like we need all the things that make us feel safe and free and allowed to, to be fully who we choose to be at one point or another in our life. But what do you want? That's your real truth. And that be like boy are the boundaries that you create to achieve that truth as your reality. If you do that, you're always in balance. No matter how many plates are spinning that you're holding in your hand with your feet, your toes, your pinky, all of it. If you are doing the things that are in alignment with your truth, that therefore creates that harmony, that feeling that you need, and you have boundaries to protect you that are expansive, not rigid, but expansive enough to allow you to enjoy the process of whatever you're creating as you journey towards that truth, that place that you're constantly arriving and evolving and expanding towards, because that's a moving thing. You get to one place in your business or your relationship, you want to go to the next level. It's okay to honor that you want more. But if your truth is someone else's, because someone told you that you couldn't be this, so you tried really hard to prove them wrong, but in the process, you're like, I don't even want to do this. I just wanted to prove you wrong. You're out of alignment, right? So it's hard to have boundaries around that. If your truth was, well, my parents told me because of our culture that I had to be a doctor or a lawyer or a scientist or else nothing was going to work well in my life, but you're really like a super awesome shoe designer, right? Like if, if that's what you really want and you couldn't pull in the science and technology pieces of that to make everyone's heart grow fonder, then you're always going to feel resentment no matter how much accomplishment in your portfolio you've built. And part of that is because our boundaries include looking at expired expectations. Who, what, where did we somehow lose our connection to a thing. Maybe it was never there, but we were a people pleaser, which is a whole nother conversation. And we just, you know, fell in default of that, that we decided that their expectation or that old version of ourselves, that expectation when we were 22 and said we would fill all these check boxes way back when, because it's been a couple of decades since I've been 20 anything. But right, like when you were back then, and you said, well, I'm going to do this. And even though life was lifing, and it pulled you in a different direction, there's a part of you that is feeling shameful for not being able to check those boxes that when you really are honest with yourself, 
don't even matter. You don't even want that. Maybe you said you would have eight kids. Now you're like, please, I, I want to be an auntie. I don't want nobody coming out of my body, right? But you feel like you should have because a version of you said this or someone in your circle, your ecosystem yeah. told you that you had to be this or you have to hustle and grind in order to achieve None of that has to be your reality. That might be theirs. That might have been your old version of yourself reality because maybe that survival skill to work 18 hours a day and be teen no sleep really served you when you were in your 30s. Maybe you're at a different level in your hormone state right now and that no longer aligns with who you are, but that doesn't mean you're less brilliant, you're less dope, you're less uh, capable of impossible things. It doesn't mean any of that. But we hold ourselves because we don't have expansive boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I think the boundary part of balance is what allows it to have legs on it in the first place to give us that harmony and integration and all the things of the other semantical words that complement it. When you really just look at what does it mean to you to be in that, which is why I say you create your balance and you create your joy. You don't cultivate it. You don't find it outside of yourself. No one gives it to you. People can help you create the structure that you need. As a coach, you can help them see that they're not as clear as they thought they were because they're living in another version of themselves or they're not living for themselves at all. But at the end of the day, your client, my client has to choose what they want. Yeah, And I can't make you have that choice. I can only show you the possibilities. Yeah, I love I love that and I love the idea of expired expectations because you're right. We all evolve and grow and yet we some people want to hold us to certain expectations and then we want to hold ourselves to these old identities and some of the I mean we we go through a lot of identity shifts, you know, and we let go of a lot of things, you know, if we're in the work, if we're doing the work of us, if we're evolving and growing like a human, that's a natural part of that evolution is letting some of those identities go and it's so funny some of those identities we don't even realize where they're coming from. Right. right. Like you were Mrs. On time. You always, that was your thing. You were on time. And now it's become this big pressurey thing. Oh my God, I have to be on time. I have to be on time. It's become like the biggest ball of stress in your chest. And all that was is you got praised for that, you know, when you were five and six that you were like showing up on time and suddenly it's become your entire identity. And yes. what if you let that go? What if you do not have to be on time all the time? I mean, it just that simple things like that make a huge difference when you just even call to question. Yeah. Is that really something I want to be invested in? Like, is this something yes. I really like care that much about that I it's I'm willing to lose sleep over the fact that I think I can't get everywhere? And do I even have a schedule or boundaries enough to even get where the places I want to go? So I love that you just said that. How tell me how expired expectations leave deep generational wounds. Mm. Because I think that's a really interesting place to take this next. These expired yeah. expectations that we may or may not even know we have on ourselves. Yeah, this is a nerd hat alarm warning to everyone. So (laughs) nerdgasm, nerdgasm, right? Yes. Oh, so juicy. I'm going to start using that nerdgasm for (laughs) so many reasons that's appropriate for the work that I do. (laughs) Well, you are a sexologist, so I felt free. That part. Okay, there, go. (laughs) That part. I honestly, so epigenetics teaches us, which is the study of the history that lives in our genes in in short form. It teaches us based on today's science, because who knows what tomorrow science will show us, that there's 14 generations of trauma in our cells before we are even born. So while you were being, yes. Pause. 
Yes. There's 14 generations of trauma in our cells before we're even born. Before we are even born. So when you were in your mama's womb and you were being stitched together, the trauma that she carried, that her mama carried and her daddy and their parents and their parents and their parents go back 14 And that's just what we know. That has nothing to do with what tomorrow will show us. That's already there before that baby takes its first breath and then is mapped into the other scripts that they're actually given in real time when they're listening and absorbing. Because we know children are sponges and they're absorbing from the TV and from the radio and from the stress of the parents and from the voice tones, all the tonage is impacting them. And then you add in school and actual words from the coach that says, you're too fat, you're too skinny, you're too small, you're too short, you're too this, you're too that. And all of those things, those early scripts from that third trimester, always to about seven to nine years old, depending on the research that you're studying, all of those scripts are creates our patterns of thinking from there. That's not including that 14 generations of trauma. All of that is in our genes. So when we talk about expire expectations, a lot of that is coming from, like you said, in your example of that five to six-year-old who's in, in that scripting age, that pattern of mapping, when someone said, oh, Liz, you look at you. You're such a good girl. You're always on time, right? Like that. And we're like, oh, yes, I'm a good girl. I'm always on time. And then it becomes this identity. So if you break time, if someone makes you late, if someone makes you feel like you're going to be late, the anxiety that comes up in your bones that's triggering and exacerbating some of that trauma that has nothing to do with you, but everything to do with your ancestry is starting to come up. So when we look at the 12-year-old who now has a general anxiety disorder and we can't figure out like, well, I don't understand. This is a good, safe home. Why would my child have this? And we take it as parents or guardians, we take it personally that our children have mental health challenges or illnesses when a lot of it is in our genes exacerbated by our environment, including those scripts that we as guardians who hopefully in the healthiest state of mind we can be, we're doing everything we could to protect them. There's things that are in the world, the bullying that's happening at school, the inundation from all the things on the news when we're just trying to flip the radio to drive them to school, like all the things, it's literally triggers that are opening up those genes that were lying dormant. With that said, we can course correct that because my whole mission is not just building the stronger families, but creating these new multi-generational imprints from their wholeness. The way that we course correct it is we start to work on ourselves. If I can get whole, even in my 30s, 40s, 50s, 70s, and beyond, then I start to create something new for the people who are righteously, hopefully, if I've had some good boundaries, some healthy boundaries connected to me because they get to see a new Nikita. Oh, maybe 15-year-old Nikita or 25-year-old Nikita was cussing and fussing and slicing and dicing, right? Like when she didn't know how to communicate her feelings and maybe that's who you were used to. But now this Nikita is very strong in her conflict intimacy. She's able to take a beat and say, okay, can you explain that to me again? I don't think I heard you right. I was in my, I was in my chest a little bit. I was tight in my chest and I felt my ego pulling. So I really didn't hear you. Can you repeat it? Okay. How did I make you feel? 
that was not my intention. New Nikita gets to hear you fully, Mm -hmm. gets to see you fully, and not just through her ego of wanting to defend, defend, defend. But that only comes with the work that you and I, Liz, know you have to do on yourself. And it doesn't end because you had a really good moment. That is a, you know what I'm saying? No, it doesn't end with that. Although I'd like it to. I'd like to be like, and I've arrived. Right. Thank you, everyone, and good night. I've done my work. I've done the work of me. I'm all done. I'm doing great. I'm, I'm healed. Praise the Lord. Right? Yeah. Good night. But yeah. to, to that comment you said about arriving, it is. You arrive and you should applaud yourself for being in this moment. And know that there's evolution to come because there's new fires and new storms and new tsunamis. It's mm-hmm. coming and there's a new opportunity for you to expand. And what does that look like? The same way we have to look at who are those people in our lives. What Maya Angelou, I think, said, reason, seasons, lifetime. Mm-hmm. I don't want to misquote her, but something in that realm. A reason, a season, or lifetime, I think that is. Reason, a season, lifetime, right? For relationship. When you, especially in business and high-level, ambitious career women, you know, driven women, you get to a place and you're like, oh, this is my home girl. This is my person. This is my friend. Okay. Yes. Maybe they were the fall of 2020. Maybe they are not the spring of 2023. And it doesn't make them a bad human. I'm not talking about super toxic, narcissistic people. That's a whole nother level of conversation. Yes. But maybe they were good when they needed to be good for you there. And now they're showing you who they've arrived to and maybe there's no alignment and that's okay. And you get to say without feeling bad or tricked or duped, you know what? Lisa, Tina, John, Joe, Jim, I appreciate you and I love you and I want you to be well over there because you don't get to play in here anymore. 100%. I I love this conversation so much. I just love I literally could go on for 40 hours with you. There's so many you're just going to have to come back cuz there's just too many things I want to talk to you about, but I'm already inviting you back. We haven't even finished this podcast. It's hysterical. <laughs> um I want to talk about this mathematical formula mm-hmm. that you say there is because we've talked a lot about balance and joy And I'm definitely one of those people that would say, like, I'm not a big believer in balance because I think there's a little bit of a pressure, you know, involved in there. I got to be balanced. Like, I mean, you do have days that I'm a phenomenal coach and a shitty mother. And there's some days that I'm a phenomenal mother and I'm not really doing great in my business. Like, I'm just Mm -hmm. kind of not. So, and it's also okay to put one and the other down now and again to get something else done. So I, I, yes. I give myself a big wide berth in that, in that channel and that balance channel. But I would love to know, you say there's a mathematical formula that allows you to create balance and joy in every area of your life. So I am here for this, Nikita. Give me my mathematical formula. <laughs> give, it, give it to me. I, I, I love your example too. And that honestly, that is the T over B. It gets very detailed because it's TH, it's eight truths. And that's all the areas of your life. That's your spiritual life. That's your physical life. That's your social relationships. That's your familial, like, you know, you may not have children for those that are listening to this, but you may have siblings or nieces and nephews or god babies. Cause I always want to make sure that we include the non-birthing parents as well. I had 12 mothers and only one of them gave me physical birth, but many of them, the neighbor, the this person, the that person were just so mothering to me in different ways. So for all of you listening, know that you have a a reason to be nurturing as well, even if you choose not to, or life was life in and didn't give you that opportunity to birth. But it's looking at all the different areas of your life and saying, what is my truth 
for my spiritual life? What does it mean to be spiritual? And if you don't claim a certain name of something, what is pulling you forth? What is bigger than you that's pulling you forth, which is how I define spirituality. I happen to be a Christian. I am also a metaphysician who understands that this world is bigger than we can imagine. And in this lifetime, this is what I need to do. I need to make room for my time for prayer, for gratitude, which means, Nikita, don't wake up talking about some, oh, yeah, I got this bill to pay that bill. Wait a minute. How are you even able to be privileged to have a bill? You can only have a bill if you got some credit, right? So whether it's bad, good, in between, you had something, which means you have a name, which means you have a social security number, which means you have an address, right? Like just being really mindful and getting as granular as you need to pull yourself up out of that very low place that we can often sink into when it becomes, and I say this with love for everyone is listening, a victim consciousness that all of us because none of us are impervious, all of us can succumb to when we feel like the world is literally falling on our shoulders. And a lot of that means looking at, to your example of, sometimes I have to be mindful of where my energy is going as a parent. Love, Love the people that have come from me, that suckle on me. And I mean that figuratively, literally, like all the things. But this is where the selfishness comes in. You can't keep breastfeeding the world and then wonder why you're dehydrated. And the world includes your family. Jesus, for those of you who understand the Bible, whether you believe it or not, Jesus was selfish. He said, y'all pray for me. I'm going up here to pray for myself. He stopped walking through and letting people touch his cloak to the miracles. Well, for someone who could do all the miracles, how dare you stop? Because I have a greater work to do. I need rest. I need a moment to think, to get clarity, to go to my mentor. In my opinion, that's what Jesus was doing. That was very selfish behavior to stop doing the work, to actually fill himself up so he could do the greater work. Mm-hmm. What makes us think that we shouldn't do the same and we don't consider ourselves gods, right? And so I sit in that same space with your truth being looking at each area of your life, your financial truth, your business and or career, because some people have both. And that's a whole different level because we get in this hypocrisy of, oh, I'm not a real entrepreneur because I work for corporate. For anyone, and I'm, I'm taking a sidebar on purpose, for anyone who is an executive or a a person in a position where they're working in an organization, regardless of your title, I really don't even care. But if you're working and thinking one day, someday, I'll be a real entrepreneur because my little old business doesn't qualify. There is so much hypocrisy in that on so many levels. Every major conference that you can think of that you've gone to, the keynote, the headliner that they brought in is a C-suite person who also has multiple businesses. And that's why they brought that person in. When you, Cheryl Sandberg and all the other people, like all the people you can think of, they are major players in both. And then there are some that were major players in both that then was allowed to let go one and put more energy into the other. But the reality is the entrepreneurs want the corporate contracts, the corporate People want to become an entrepreneur. We just need to play well and recognize what your truth is. Because if you keep minimizing your accomplishments, you'll never feel strong in your truth in order to create those boundaries for yourself. Because now those expired expectations are yours. You're shaming yourself and guilting yourself and pulling yourself down as an anchor. And now you're aligning yourself 
in a space where you're attracting those energy vampires and zappers who feed you in your woeness in that moment. Perfect example, many, 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 many years ago, my husband and I have been together over 29 years. Many years ago, I was young. And I know I just like call myself out. I was very young. I'm a grandparent now. And I know I got good skin. I don't look like it, but I am. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember my husband and I were going through something. And I had two really good associates that I called girlfriends at the time because that was the season we were in. I didn't call the one that was going to give me the good advice, the calm yourself down, think about it, take a moment. Take a pause. To take a pause. You know who I called? The one that was quick to throw some Vaseline on her face and say, I'm putting on some Tim's. I'm on my way right now. That's <laughs> the one that I... somebody down and yes. for you. Yes. <laughs> and that's the one I called. And that was a unconscious choice, but it was the one that I needed to be connected to because I wanted to be riled up. I was mad. Like, oh, no, he didn't. Right. Like I was in that energy. And when I calmed down, because she was right, she was rowdy, rowdy with me at that time. And I was like, let me call this other one because I know she's going to talk some good sense into me. But we do that when we're not in alignment with our truth. We will attract the people who will be in that same vibration of whatever mm-hmm. ratchetness mm-hmm. that we're in in that moment because we want to feel understood and we don't necessarily want the truth in that moment, which is why our clients as a coach and as an advisor, sometimes when they get to that dip, when they're really starting to do the work, they start to all of a sudden, oh, I'm not available. Oh no, can we move our meeting? Or right, they start doing all of that to pull back because they've hit that spot of truth that they're not quite really ready to receive, even though they know they need it. And the people who are willing to push through are the people who make the big growth jumps and changes. But your this formula for creating balance in every area of your life and work life and love is really looking at where do I need boundaries around my relationships? Where do I need boundaries around my finances? Am I spending money on DoorDash every day then trying to figure out why I don't have money for a Kajabi software account or you know <laughs> or whatever oh, it is? Kajabi. No, but it's true. And you know what? It's funny when you say, you know, coming out of your, you know, uh, well, the way I read some of the, what you're saying is coming out of the comfort zone and if you want to snap yourself back because you got you got a little too far out, you know, like mm-hmm. you got a little too far out of what's familiar to you. Yes. And then here comes that fear response. It's just like, Whoa! and it's like that it, it is. It's not an if it's a when, right? When you're growing and you're and you're really doing big things and those big things could be I'm setting a boundary. doesn't mean it doesn't have to be I made a million dollars in my company. It could be right. I told my mother that I am not available for this kind of talk, this conversation. That could be, that could be the biggest thing that you're trying to do. And when we get out of our comfort zone, out of what's familiar and that fear response come out, comes out, that's actually a signifier. You're doing it right. Yes. That's actually a signifier. Don't give up. This is actually the time to just make it safe so you can keep going because it just means you're on a growth edge, you know? Like I always tell people I'm on my like, you know, if you had the rings, like a rings of a tree and that's your comfort zone, I'm on my like 997th ring. Like I'm hanging out by a toenail over here with a coaching business and a podcast business and a podcast launch business and I'm blah, 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 and I got teenagers and I am on a growth edge like all the time. And sometimes that's super uncomfortable. And sometimes I do want to come back in, put my slippers on and just pause and say, I just need to not be doing anything right now. Um, But overall, you know, knowing that if you hit that uncomfortability, if you feel that fear that it's actually an indicator that you're probably doing exactly the right thing. 
Yes. And to, I want to highlight, like, I wish we could literally make a repeat of everything you just said in the last 16, 20 seconds, because it's so significant. Sometimes both are true. You're on the edge and, which is that space, that A and D that I live in and I, I love for my people to live in. And your body is saying, I need a moment. <laughs> I yes. need a moment to recalibrate. Like we're doing phenomenal, but I need us to like catch our breath a little bit before I run out of air, before we hit whatever that new milestone is. And I, like, I have this whole thing around and I attract people who will privately admit it. They're starting to be more public about it where we call ourselves the lazy overachievers. Lazy Lazy is tongue in cheek, right? Because you can't truly be overachiever and be lazy, but it's a, a little bit of a witty play on honoring your need for rest. Like check in with your body, do a body scan. It takes you less than five seconds. Top of your head to the bottom of your feet. What are you feeling? Oh, got a little sinus in, a little tension. Okay, what do I need? I might need some more lime juice. Clear out that mucus. It might be something that small. Oh, I might need a turmeric. Help with that inflammation. Like it could be something we need to add in or it could be something that we need to stop all together. Mm-hmm. And my so balance bully- comes back in. That boundary, absolutely. My Balance Bully podcast, our signature question, which is only two, how can people connect with you? And how do you give yourself permission to pause? Those are our only two scripted questions for this very reason. Because I know how incredible we can be, especially, no disrespect to the men, because there are a few brave men out there, but especially as women who are running on cylinders that people can't even see. These invisible cylinders of awesomeness, as dope as we are, we doubt because we're not often giving ourselves that space to be intentionally selfish, to slow down and say, wait a minute, I need, when's the last time I had an orgasm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had sex yesterday, but when's the last time I had an orgasm? When did I have a full body release? When was the last time that I actually got to be in the bathroom and wasn't going over a program of things that I needed to do and just enjoy my body functioning properly, right? Like in doing what I needed to do without trying to multitask every millisecond of my life. And then when we hit that burnout, which comes because of lack of boundaries for ourselves, around other people, around our career, around our clients, when we don't feel like because, you know, oh, I charged this amount, so I must be available 24-7. Who? Where? We're not emergency rooms. Emergency rooms are available 24-7. And you know why? Because they have lots of staff that takes shifts. If it is just you, if you're in of one in your business, you should not be on call. Not that way. In in a way where you yeah, feel like- Nobody should be on call, by the way. I even think doctors, I mean, I, right Come now, on. I have a couple of co- doctors I'm currently coaching. And let me just say, right. burnout for them is so much worse because they feel this inherent, you know, I got to be the savior. I got to save this person. I got to, you know, if they, they feel like if they're not working all the time, people are dying, people are not well, you know, so they, my God, the pressure that they feel, but nobody yes. really should be on call on that level. Everybody, I doctors agree. included need rest, I, right? I agree. To regroup so they can actually be good doctors. I you agree. Build this into the culture. This is such a go, 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 you know, addicted to busy, addicted to working culture that we're living in. And it really is it's something that is really dangerous. And, you know, we wonder why things are so off the rails. People are shooting up things and being, you know, just off, you know, people and and people become so enraged. Yeah. I was, I was talking to somebody the other day and I was talking about the difference between like the word reacting, right? Mm -hmm. You're not acting, you're re 
acting. Like whenever anyone's like explosively getting angry about like you grab my roll of toilet paper at the grocery store, although during the pandemic, that was real. But you, you, know, you touch, you, but let's do something else. You touched my bag of lemons and that I was grabbing, you right. know, and now I'm going to like start, a, now I'm going to get my Vaseline in my, in my Timberlands, like you were saying, and I'm going to fight you. It's like, well, that's not about the lemons. Hello. Right. This is about like something that was going on for you so long ago. You're just, you know, it's, if it's hysterical, it's historical. And it's just yeah. coming out at, on the sides because you have no self-care. You have no, you've never stopped to like, like you're saying, have a release, cry, Yes. orgasm, whatever that release is. Yes. So few people give themselves that. And yeah. I think that's why we are running so crazy. I agree. I agree. And a lot of it is because of the guilt. We feel like underneath all of it, I don't deserve. I don't deserve this time to rest X hours. I don't deserve this time for a massage unless these contingencies, unless oh, I'm doing it with eight of my it. girlfriends. Yeah. Got right? Right? Like, yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm going because my girlfriends are going and I have to go to someone's birthday. So I have to go to them. Right. Which is the exact opposite of what would really fill you up without making you feel resentful. When I show up at your event, your podcast, your interview, your your bizversary party, your birthday, I am showing up fully present. I can't even find my phone half the time, which is a minus for my family who is trying to call me, but a major plus for me because I'm always saying my spirit, and I mean this, it sounds so funny and we do make a joke out of it. My spirit will tell me if something is wrong because I'm in tune to my body and my spirit. When my kids are calling, because they grown, okay? When they call in and they need something, it's usually something they can hit their other parent for your daddy right downstairs. All you wanted was 20 bucks or whatever, you know, or somebody to watch the babies or or something. But if something is really going on, I'm connected to me because I make the space for me. So I feel it. All the other, Hey sis, you got this. Hey, can I get a phone call for this? You can wait until I have space or else I'm going to answer, but now I'm going to answer from this place of pressure and stress and overwhelm. And And resentment. Yes. And resentment. I hear people answer the phone. Yes. I'm like, oh, that's a fun way to answer the phone. What do you want? (laughs) Right. Well, now I don't want to ask you. Right. Right? Oh God, I love this. This is such a good, juicy conversation. Again, I could talk to you all day, but I got to get to the speed round because it's my favorite. And I also want you to tell people how can they get in touch with you? How can they work with you? What, like all your things. And I'll put all your things also in the show notes, the link to the book and all the things, but how can people get in touch with you? The easiest way is to go to our parent website, which is thigpro.com. That's T-H-I-G-P-R-O.com. Everything that's anything that's active at the moment is going to be there, including waiting lists and all of it. Go okay, there. Great. Because you know there's a waiting list to work with her. You guys <laughs> understand what, who I've got here. Okay. We're on the speed round and you truly have not seen these. So this is my favorite. <laughs> all you have to do is fill in the blank. And since you're so in tune with yourself, it's going to be nothing but joy for you. I am learning that. I am learning that it is more than okay to play the majority of the day. Ah, I love that answer. Play the majority of the day. May we all play. When I feel lost, I... When I feel lost, I immediately go to God and pray for clarity. I love that. I like that because it's also that's about the pause like we were talking about before that you don't just push through, right? When you're feeling that way, you're not like, let me work harder. Mm -hmm. Or pretending I can control everything because I can't. 
Absolutely. I, I love, I think it was Dr. Michael Beck, Beckwith, who's like, when you're trying to figure it all out, then you know you're in trouble. Yes. <laughs> that part. When you're trying to figure it all out, it's like, oh, now you're at the same level as your problem, trying to figure it out. And I was like, ooh, that is <laughs> That's so good. I am obsessed with him. I love him so much. I am a woman who... I am a woman who is kind and selfish and not afraid to tell people to kick rocks if their time has expired. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, and I love the, I love you how you're reframing selfish. It's really, it's so wonderful. I am proud of the fact that I... Mm -hmm. I have a really big one. I am proud of the fact that the last of my children has just graduated college on the Saturday prior to the date of this recording, and we don't have no more tuition to pay. Oh, that is a sexy, sexy thing. Tuition is over. Now oh, it's God. time for the cruises and the vacations. Mm. <laughs> Filling in my body. That. I love that. I love that. I always say... Mm, I hope you say so much. I always say, enjoy the balance of your day, but remember, do it boldly. I love that. I'm really excited about. I am really excited about the Lazy Overachiever Alignment Hub, which is coming soon. Oh, I love this because the Lazy Overachievers, that's definitely a community for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. I you know this. it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nikita, for coming on today. And again, hadn't even met each other. I really loved connecting with you. I know you're going to be back because I loved everything we talked about today. And there's so many other things we could talk about, but I know everyone's going to get in touch with you. But I want to just say thank you so much for honoring me by being mm. here and sharing so much juicy gold and wisdom just like all over the place. So thank you so much. Mm, you have been a gift, Liz. Thank you. I will come back anytime. Okay, good. Yay. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining me today. And if you remember to subscribe on iTunes and Google Play and Spotify, you know all the places. I don't even tell you. And please leave us a five-star written review. This is the Conversations with Warrior Women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. Remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye. Bye.